Welcome to the Europe is Coming podcast, taking you inside the minds of Europe's best CrossFit athletes and the people behind them. Hey everyone, my name is Vicky McLeod. In this episode of the Europe is Coming podcast, I'm talking to Gabriella Magawa. This interview was recorded a couple of weeks before she came third at the Rogue Invitational in Texas. We talk about her start in the sport, the influence her mum Monica has had on her, training with her fellow competitors, gummy bears, oatmeal and dealing with self-doubt. So let's get to it. Okay, welcome Gabriela Migala. Have I said that correctly? I want to be sure. Is it Migala or Migala? It's actually Migawa. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, welcome Gabriela Migawa. Mm-hmm. That's to, Thank you. To the Europe is Coming podcast. And I'm super, super happy to have you here because I'm a bit of a fan. So I want to talk to you about your background and how you got into CrossFit. Firstly, I know that you come from Poland and I know that you were into sports from a young age. What, what kind of sports were you playing? And so before CrossFit, I used to train tennis. And I started tennis when I was around nine years old, I would say. And it lasts till I was 15 years old, 15, 16. What attracted you to play tennis? It, it was more like my parents decided because I was a very active, undecided kid. And I knew at some point that I'm going to uh, do some kind of sport, but I couldn't decide what kind of sport. So basically I tried everything, <laughs> team sport, individual sports. And my parents just were, okay, Gabby, let's try tennis. I know this guy who can train you. And basically this is how it started. She so picked up a racket and that was it. Yeah. So do you think you, you've always been a good individual sports person? You're better on your own or you think you could do well in a team? I think I'm better on my own. That's why I didn't really like the team sport. I try volleyball, basketball and different uh, team sport. The only thing I didn't really like was football. This was never my thing. But anyway, uh, I prefer be on myself, depending, depend, be depending on myself and like if something goes wrong, I prefer to just blame myself mm. for mistakes. So, so you hold yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Does that mean that you um, push yourself pretty hard? Yeah. Yeah. And what happens when you make mistakes? I mean, I'm I'm trying to be not disappointed after that. Of course, it's uh, it's hard. Uh, but do you forgive yourself and move on? Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. Uh, I can be stuck and think over and over again about the same mistake. I just need to move forward and mm. focus on the next thing. So did you learn that from playing tennis? Or did you learn that throughout your life? Have you figured that out as you've been growing and maturing as an athlete? I think through the li- throughout the life. I think CrossFit uh, teach me uh, a lot of stuff. And... Uh, during my tennis uh, journey, I was still a small kid and I wasn't aware about a lot of stuff. So, so what made you switch from tennis to CrossFit? It's just, I think after playing tennis for so many years, uh, I didn't have any bigger success. Uh, 
I never went actually above the international level. I, I was always competing inside Poland and I couldn't, I couldn't make it farther. And I guess it was just, I was just getting bored of it. Like there was no reward of any of my hard work. And just one day, uh, I just wanted maybe, I was thinking maybe uh, I can improve my athleticism by just uh, getting stronger. So actually next to my house, when I used to live in uh, in Krakow, the CrossFit gym oh, just I opened. <laughs> yeah, so I never heard uh, before about anything about CrossFit, so it really intrigued me. So I just came in inside and I just, hey guys, mm-hmm. what is CrossFit? And like the... The girl in the reception, she was like very, uh, like she mentioned a lot of stuff, like weightlifting, gymnastic, running. Uh, so basically this is what I really yeah. like. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that all sounds yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like zero went. monotony. It's like completely opposite from tennis, mm-hmm. I would say. And the community aspects of CrossFit. Did you enjoy those things as well? Because if you've been playing tennis as a solo player, maybe it was a bit lonely and you actually enjoy having people around you. Yeah, I never thought about this, but actually maybe that was the case. Uh, So when I started CrossFit, I was in school uh, still. So during the day I had to go to school and after school I had still tennis uh, classes. So the only... Uh, hour when I actually could do CrossFit was before the school, which mm-hmm. was like six thirty a.m. So can you imagine like being I, I sixteen, can. fifteen, and motivate yourself mm-hmm. to just woke up at six o'clock and go to work out? Yeah. But actually uh, having friends there and people just waiting for you uh, to do a workout together, I think that was extra motivation mm-hmm. for me. So for sure, the having someone there was extra motivation uh, you, you certainly showed that you had a, an aptitude for CrossFit early on didn't you it was didn't take long for everyone to figure out hey this girl could be pretty good I mean you were you were doing very well as a teen athlete before you became an adult athlete as well when did you first go to the games uh, I went to the games in 2016 I was 16 years old just about to finish um, to about to finish 17 and uh, and yeah it was like my first open and uh, my coach at the ta- at the time said okay Gabby it's your last chance to qualify for the games as a teenager mm-hmm. because next year is, you, you're gonna be too old uh, so he was like let's let's try to do that and that year we took the open quite seriously and everything went how we wanted and I qualify for the games, and this is basically how everything started. At the beginning, everything was just so scary because everything was going so fast. I, I just switched from CrossFit into, uh, I mean, uh, from tennis into CrossFit. Like I mentioned before, I never really went above the Poland uh, the national level. National level, and all of a sudden, I just qualified for. Um, World uh, Championship in CrossFit in USA, and like it was quite scary. Um, but 
actually finishing uh, on the podium, uh, third place, and standing there and be surrounded uh, by all the people just just makes me realize that this is what I really want to do. And I think I can be really good at it. Mm -hmm. So that's where it began. Who traveled with you to the USA when you were a teenager? Did the whole family go? Did you have a coach go with you? How did you handle it? Because 16 isn't old. It's uh, You're just a baby, you know. That's a, bit, a lot of pressure for a kid. Oh, yes. It was a very long trip. Uh, so uh, my coach, Michael, at the time, he went with me. And my parents also went with my brother and my sister. And my brother was like one years old as well. Oh my goodness. So it was a family trip. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, everyone went, <laughs> everywhere. Time, and mm -hmm. then when did you go next? Uh, in 2019. In 2017, I had my final exam. And I would say that was the hardest year for me because it was the first open, the first season when I was competing against um, adults, mm. like individual women. Yeah. And I just had no idea how far behind I am at that point uh, with these uh, women. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't even make it to the regionals that year, and it was just very demotivating. And I was, I, I just had those bad thoughts, like, am I even good enough? Am I really talented? Like, I just didn't yeah. make it, and maybe this is, this isn't for me. But I just uh, gave myself uh, some time. I just finished my school. And then, so basically, when you, f uh, when you are done with your final exam, you have, like, longer uh, holidays. So instead of in school, mm -hmm. instead of having two months yeah. of holidays, you have kind of three and a half. So actually, I was training for whole three months and just, like, this lifestyle of only worrying about training recovery and food just I, I just loved it and I got so much better over those three weeks uh, three months so I thought I'm, I'm gonna uh, give it a go for next season dedicate yourself yes. to it and in 2018 uh, I made it to the regionals and it was really good year for me I almost qualified to the games that year I just missed the uh, qualifier spot I mean I missed this uh, qualifying by one spot. Uh, Europe, I would say Europe region is really tough. That's, mm -hmm. You're not the only person who says that. <laughs> the European girls are pretty good. Yeah. What can I say? You, like, <laughs> I'm quite proud of you all, really. You're kind of quite impressive. I wonder if in other regions you would have found it easier to get to the Games, but it certainly makes you work harder doesn't it mm -hmm. I think I uh, I even check because uh, with old format it was kind of cool because at the end of like regionals uh, around the world they used to do one leaderboard with all the scores mm. because it used to be all the workouts for every region. all the workouts were the same mm -hmm. yeah so you exactly. could see where you were and I think I just checked the leaderboard and I was like 20 20th place or something 20 something so basically if I would be at different region I might yeah. qualify yeah hmm. 
But actually, at the beginning, it was very frustrating. I was disappointed, very sad, uh, anxious and stuff. But when I saw how close I was, I just decided, okay, I'm not going to give up now. Everything, it seems like I'm moving in the right direction, just very slow and small steps, but I'm moving up. So let's give it a try on the next season. And how old were you by then? I was 18. It's very mature to have that attitude already. Did you have anybody behind you helping you with your mindset or with with how to approach training? Not really. I never had a mental coach before or any anyone like that. Um, I think training never been something I'm, I was forced to do. So I think that uh, helped a lot. I just l- love to do it, and mm. I just feel felt deep down inside me that this is my thing, and I, I really should uh, try to be the best. So on 2019, you qualified for the games, and that was as the top girl in Poland, mm-hmm. and you went to the games with your mum and who else? Uh, my mum, my dad, and my coach. And how did it get on? I wouldn't call it games experience because <laughs> this uh, my games experience lasted like 20 minutes because the workout was, the first workout was 20 minutes. It was the year when they announced the new uh, new format of the game, so uh, it was around 100 over 100 uh, males and and one ha- over 100 females competing together. So it was very strange format. And mm. there were cuts after like every two yeah. events or something. And actually I got cut, unfortunately, after first event at that uh, year. What was the workout? The workout included uh, legless rope climbs and running and snatches. And it was the legless rope climbs that did it for you, yes. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was free legless rope climb per round. I remember like it was yesterday. I just got no rep after second rep already. So on the first round, I already did four climbs up. Like my problem was not actually climbing up. My problem was to touch the beam because you had to hold with your one hand mm, and then touch the beam. Yeah, and I could. I didn't have strength in my forearm to just hang for those half a second just to touch it so I was like I have no idea how many times yeah. I just climb up uh, during those 20 minutes I think a lot how devastating to have got that far and to be cut on event one mm-hmm. it, it just it's so hard to talk about it it just basically uh, after that I just thought that my like my life, my world is just over, like everything crashed. I was training so hard for this and I felt that I never was uh, fit uh, like I was that, that year and I still got cut and I, I couldn't show it. Uh, yeah, but I can't complain. Like, I mean, they found my weakness and True. I didn't deserve to, to go uh, farther in the competition. Yeah. It was just devastating to see like basically my mom uh, was so sad to see me crying all yeah. the time and I was just in the, my hotel room and she basically dragged me uh, from the ro- uh, room 
uh, to see the games. <laughs> and I just Get saw those, like, exactly. I just saw those events, like the next event was rowing, kettlebell, and handstand walk. It's it like, like my dream. Yeah. And the running with a backpack later. Oh, I wish I could do that. I'm so, I feel, I feel, I feel your frustration. And I mean, you did get redemption this year, mm-hmm. thankfully. Definitely. Uh, it was pretty cool watching you uh, finally get the Legolas Rope Prize. Thank you. It was very emotional. <laughs> I think we have to talk about it yeah. at some point. But so after you after you've been like devastated by your cutting in the 2019 games and coming going back to Poland, what did you decide then? Did you just think I'm not I'm giving up now? I've had enough, or did you take some time off, or did you immediately think, okay, again harder? What was your reaction to the situation? So it took me a long time to feel better again and feel positive about the situation uh, my mom was the the one who really helped me because uh, she was just uh, telling me that it had to happen like in one year you're just gonna see that everything was supposed to be like that and of course she had uh, she was right your mom's amazing yeah, she, my mom is the best what's her name uh, monica hey monica you rock <laughs> and uh what was there? I think um, after the games, uh, the Dubai Championships announced that they're gonna do qualifiers. So I decided, okay, I didn't show what I'm ca- I'm capable of at the games. So this is another chance to mm. do that. So I signed up for qualifiers. I qualified for Dubai. When they finish uh, fourth, yes. So and that, that showed me, okay, yeah. I can do this. Just I need to work harder and be more patient. And basically, when I look at 2018, I didn't make it to the games. In 19, I did make to the game. I made it to the games, but just uh, got cut. But still, when I look at uh, uh, from the side, the like the line, it's like going mm, up a yeah. little bit, very slow, unfortunately. But it's still progress. So Absolutely. I just need to be patient and do my thing and not give up. Exactly. Yeah. So in 2020, when I met you, you just moved to Mallorca and you started training with the program with John. Mm-hmm. Was that when you first? Was that when you first um, started to do to have him as your coach, or were you training remotely before then? Uh, so my previous coach was with me uh, in Krakow at the same gym when I used to train, and. To be honest, I met John uh, back in 2016 when I was a teen. Uh, when I qualified for the games, he invited me here to Spain for some uh, teen training camps. I did two of them. And, and yeah, like we, we were going back and forth with John all the time. We had some, uh, some kind of uh, friendship. Uh, and we just decided to uh, give it a shot and start uh working together at the beginning of 2020. How did your training change working with him? Did you have to focus on different things or was there anything that you saw that was different? Mm-hmm. I mean, each programming ha- it has a special kind of structure. So the structure overall, overall of my training was a little bit different than before. Uh, 
The biggest change change I uh, I made it was training with uh, my training partners, which is Jacqueline and uh, Christoph. Before that, I used to train by myself, and I thought that's the best thing I can do because there is no really pressure, and I felt like I I'm able to push myself enough mm-hmm. to be alone. But that's not completely true. Sometimes it's nice to have uh, other competitors with you. And the big focus was uh, on my gymnastic again, the, mm. the pulling gymnastic. Uh, the, so, I mean, I, I'd like to talk more about training with other athletes because that's something that has become more and more like the, the norm now. People train in groups even if you're actually going to be competing against each other mm-hmm. so how do you how do you train with jack but at the same time know that when you're both going to the games you're going to be competing against each other is it because you're obviously friends but also competitors so how do you manage that relationship mm-hmm. so at the beginning it was very hard for me to uh, switch the mindset and uh, because i just uh, i'm very competitive competitive and it was like a small competition every day at the gym and at the longer time it can be very tiring for your body and very stressful so I just need to say that it's all right to lose sometimes Mm -hmm. of course like still pushing but it's gonna be okay if you're gonna lose one workout or something and when it comes to competition we both wish all the best for each other. At the gym, we are actually helping each other uh, to become uh, better. I'm a strong athlete. Jacqueline is very good at gymnastics. And those are actually our weaknesses when we switch them. So we are pushing uh, ourselves in those areas. And at the competition, it's like there's so many girls between us. It's At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if one of us going to finish in front of the other one or something because there are other girls competing. So the end goal is just to be as high on, on, the, on the leaderboard as, yeah, um, as you can get. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you also about when you compete, like you often have your nails done and mm-hmm. you make things like, do you make a special effort with things like what you're wearing and how you look, is it sort of a ritual for you or is it something that you just, you would normally do anyway? Uh, usually I like to have my nails nicely done and my lashes or something, but I think there is uh, something special with the preparation for the competition. For me, it's very important how you look because if I look uh, nice, I just feel very very nice as well and just it it helps me to to feel better and mm. and compete better yeah maybe it's silly but no whatever it's not at all helps i love watching you when you put your red nails and off you go <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the first competition that i saw you actually doing was the online competition in september 2020 and i guess everybody in the crossfit world had to get used to competing online um, over the last year or so but where you did it which is in C23 in Mallorca we did have some audience which I think really helps yeah definitely like doing the those workouts by myself or with all my friends from the gym 
I, yeah. of course, uh, having them there really helped. It's a, it's a, it, and again, we got, that goes back to community. So even though you're a solo athlete, you have all this incredible team of people behind you supporting you, not just Monica and dad mm-hmm. and, and your brother and your sister, but uh, all these other people that are really kind of pushing you along. It must feel amazing to have that support. That's true. That's amazing. Yeah, like so in, it was even more special here because unfortunately, um, because of a language barrier a little bit here in Spain, I can't um, talk with most uh, of the members at the gym. Yeah, because they're all Spanish. Exactly. But even though we are not uh, talking to each other uh, on the daily basis, uh, basics, uh, they came and they supported me, so that was uh, that yeah. was huge for me. Yeah, I really ap- appreciated that. And when we went, and when we did the online semifinals this year in was it June, twenty twenty one? I think so. Mm-hmm. So we had so many online stages. Yeah, this year, I'm just, oh. <laughs> even I'm confused. It's hard to remember them all. But when it was the, the final stage to get to the actual games, the the, on the, the we had three days. So we on t- day one we were in um, mega sport, mm-hmm. which was super quiet and we just were really calm, and everyone was really focused on their workouts. And you guys smashed it. Day two the same, and then day three we went to C twenty three, which is a different gym, and had this huge audience of people roaring at you from the last one. It was Gretel, the last mm-hmm. one. And it was just so exciting to suddenly get the atmosphere back of live competition. Gives me goosebumps now. Yeah. You finished so quickly in that workout. I was so exciting to, well, I barely saw you. You were moving so fast. But it was like you signed your ticket for the games. It must have been an amazing feeling to know you were going back. Yeah, it was, it was something special. I mean... To be honest, when the first time uh, I saw the semi-final workouts, um, I wasn't very happy. I was quite negative, I would say. Uh, but then it took me uh, like one day to just uh, refo- refocus and uh, don't give up. And just like, even though they are not the best workouts for me, uh, I was ju- just trying to uh, do my best, and this is what I did. And basically, for whole weekend, I was just waiting for this final workout because I knew I knew it was my jump, and it's going to be so nice to do that. Of the workouts that you had for the semifinals, which was the one that you were most worried about? Definitely the legless rock climb one. It was the throwing long one. enhancing. Yeah. yeah, I think it was the longest one of the weekend. Yeah. Definitely. So the legless rope climbs came back, and uh, how did it feel going into that workout, knowing what had happened before? No, I, I was terrified to be honest. Really? I was terrified. It was a lot of rope climbs. It was five for three legless rope climb, um, together with rowing, which is the grip as as well, and handstand walk, which is shoulder. Uh, I didn't really wanted to test all the workouts, uh, but I tested this one. I just wanted to give myself extra uh, confidence. Yeah, extra confidence, and of course it helped. Mm. Like I finished workout in time cap. I was very happy about this. It makes me less scary. 
for actually the real attempt on the weekend. Even though before the final attempt, I was still very nervous, but actually I improved my score from the first try. So I was very happy about that. And every time when I look at this video, I'm, I'm just started almost crying because basically when I just touch the beam on the last rep of the rope climb, I just slide down and I just, I just collapsed on the floor and I was just covered in the, in, in tears because I was just so happy. I just, I had no idea what the time cap is, what the time was, if I improved, if I did worse, I was just done, happy. And, and you know, it was something, uh, you beat your weakness. You beat I bet, it. I bet my week. Congratulations. Thank you. It was for sure the best moment of the weekend. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty cool watching you. So once you'd qualified and all of this drama was over, then there was another drama because just getting, physically getting to the games this year has been hard. I know that John had a lot to do with planning for travel. And, uh, but you, you guys had a few options, didn't you? You had, could go to Mexico, I think, was one option. Or there was a few. Dubai. <laughs> Dubai, Aruba. And we basically almost end up being in Aruba. So that was quite exciting. Yeah, that would be cool I could do to, Aruba. Exactly. Aruba. Hmm? Okay. It's not that bad. Just chilling with flamingos. Yeah. But, but luckily... Luckily, the exemption letter just came uh, one day before we were about to f uh, buy flight tickets to Aruba. Mm. So we kind of saved some money, yeah. I would say. yeah. So everything was basically last minute. So that's why everything got more expensive than it, yeah. it should have been. Uh, but everything went okay. We went to the States. We had amazing Airbnb house when we did our games prep training. It looked incredible, really it cool. It was lovely. It yes. was very good. With a um, a pond, mm -hmm. a lake, even. Uh well, <laughs> I don't recommend to swim in this one. <laughs> was it yeah, yucky? we were just yeah. There was so many fish in inside oh. there. I think you you could see them. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> but we find a cool place to practice some swimming. Yeah, a little bit farther. Yeah. So it was you, you guys were traveling together. So you, Jack, you, yourself, John, and Christoph mm -hmm. all went together as a as a as a squad. So you had Christoph as your support person as well as John. And then when you actually got to the games, what was the atmosphere like? Because it must have been what was it two years? In fact, the last time you were there was when you got cut. So how did it feel? So the training camp, it was uh, outside the uh, medicine. So actually the training camp felt very good. I mean, both of us were very stressed with Jacqueline, but everything was really okay. We were training hard and stuff. And as soon as we got to medicine, I just had those flashbacks. And like, I knew this place uh, so, uh, so well. Mm -hmm. And... And of course, I didn't have the best memories from that place. I think two days before the games, they've posted the, that the cuts are coming back. So back then, I was like, I was just panicking, even though I felt quite confident about my abilities before he announced that. Like I, I, I thought, okay, Gabi, 
you you can you are able to make top 10 just like do your best you got this and as soon as he uh, Dave posted about this I just started to double myself mm. that I'm not even gonna make the first cut which was uh, Saturday morning is yeah it was 30 uh, 30 people mm. so I, I all of a sudden from uh, thinking about making top 10 I started to think okay I'm not gonna make top 30 so just exactly yeah how did you talk yourself out of that um it was hard we had only basically two days to do that i needed some help from john and from christoph or also from my mom from my dad yeah monica monica yeah she just gave me the long she knew already (laughs) she of course she knew she knows everything And, uh, yeah, I just had to switch everything in my mind. And What did the first, the first workout feel like when you were... The first workout? The first workout was swim workout. Mm. And uh, I was very scared about this one. I knew I'm not going to be the best in this one. So that made the being not confident about my making to the cup even more stressful. Mm-hmm. But I'm quite happy how it turned. Uh, my goal was to uh, went out of the water uh, around halfway. I mean, a half half of the field, which I did, and then the, just make through uh, through the kayak. I finished twenty first. Okay, it's not the best, but it wasn't the worst. And I knew that the the worst event is over. Yeah. So now the fun begins. Mm-hmm. What would you What do you think was the work that you were most successful at? Hmm. Not necessarily because of the placing, but because of the, because of how you what you achieved. I'm thinking yoke carry. That was that pretty was, good. That was actually interesting one because I knew uh, that I can do well in this one. I had no idea I'm gonna do that well. I just I just love interval style workouts. Heavy yoga is also very good for me. It just, I, uh, what I meant by it's strange workout, it's that I didn't really feel that workout. It was just quick. It, it was, it was over so quick. Yeah. And it, we basically did first interval and I just look around the field. I was like, okay, Tia almost done. She literally has few steps and she's done. But then I was like, okay. I'm the second closest. Mm. Okay, let's yeah. let's Hello. take it to, let's, let's take it home. Let's burn this one. Yeah, exactly. I went uh, as fast I, as I could on the second round, and I got to the yoke first before Tia. But unfortunately, she was too close to the uh, finish line, so I was just too slow on the first round. And yeah, well, no, I uh, just assumed like, okay, Dave gave us four inter- intervals to finish that workout. Yes, and basically. Tia and me, we were almost over in the first one. So I think I paced myself a bit too much on the first one, if that makes sense. You Maybe he was trying to do a double bluff, like, mm. girls, you're going to need four goes at this. But actually, he knew that some of you would do it really super fast. Mm-hmm. Or he made a mistake. Exactly. Dave Castro is a human, shocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so by the end of the weekend, you completely smashed apart your doubts about your own abilities i hope no it, obviously it, it was just something i can't even name the, name the feelings basically 
just right after the games, I was a little bit disappointed, I would say, because at it was just um, strange because over the weekend, I wasn't really paying attention to leaderboard at all. Oh. Until I, I mean, of course, I more or less knew where I'm, where I am on the leaderboard, or something, but I didn't really study it. Like I didn't know who is next to me or something mm. or how many points. Uh, until the last day, uh, after a yoke event, when I finished second, and actually I jumped into fourth place, and I had only seventeen points. Yeah, sorry, I uh, jumped into fifth place and I had only uh, 17 points till uh, third place. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I just started to look at the leaderboard, who I need to beat, uh, who is close to me, who is in front of me and stuff like this. And I don't know, that's why finishing sixth uh, made me, me a little bit disappointed beca because I dropped the one place. Yeah, It wasn't only climbing up, but actually... I dropped one spot. Why did you drop? There was uh, two events left after the yoke one. Mm -hmm. And if, uh, uh, the next event was free handstand, standing handstand push-ups and yep. heavy deadlifts. So I didn't really figure that movement out. And I was struggling on the competition floor and I dropped uh, mm. too much. And basically it was impossible to touch the third spot again after this but i was doing my best uh to stay on fifth because there was like i think hayley adams had one point lost over me uh, and amanda barnhart she was like five points so it was very Pretty very close. close so i was just okay i can't do anything now i just want to do my uh, my best and we'll see how it's gonna turn so yeah Unfortunately, uh, Hayley did better uh, in the final event. Amanda did uh, worse on me, so I dropped one spot. But it leaves you hungry for more. Oh, oh that's yeah. For sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> so what's happening now? What are we doing? How hard are you training? Well, we're training super hard. There's nothing new going on. Just back to my routines and strong mindset, it's a key. And we are, let's climb that leaderboard. Mm -hmm. Let's finish on the podium next year. Come on. Which competitions are you going to be doing? So uh, the first one this year, it's Rogue in Texas, which is uh, very soon at the end of uh, October. And second one is Dubai uh, in December. It's exciting. Back to America. We're going to let you in. Do you need um, another invitation? Exactly. So hopefully in a few days we're going to get the invite invitation and we'll be able to book some flight tickets. Because mm. if, you, if you're going, how long do you give yourself before you compete? Because you have to adjust to the time um, um, zone. So I'm not going to travel uh, too early like I did uh, before the games. I'm just going to show up there like 10 days, maybe less, like eight, 10 days mm -hmm. before the competition. Hopefully it's going to be enough to uh, switch the time zones and, yeah. and feel okay. Do you have any um, little tricks that you have to kind of help you get settled into a new place? Do you take anything with you or have something in your suitcase that makes you feel like home? 
Yeah, not really. It's just important not to not uh, like be very uh, hard on yourself for first, especially first three days yeah. after travel to the States because maybe you feel like you kind of adjusted already, but training is going to show you that yeah. it's, it's not there yet. You need like four or five days, I think, to feel again like yourself at the gym. And how do you take care of your nutrition when you're traveling? So it depends if I'm uh, if I have access to kitchen or not. Like usually my priority to uh, is to have a kitchen in my uh, um, apartment when I when I uh, go abroad. So when we got to this uh, training uh, before the games camp, kind of we had a whole house, so everything was pretty easy. I just my I had my scale and everything. I could cook for myself. But in Madison, unfortunately, we couldn't book the hotel with kitchen. So we reached out to. Uh, uh, to a catering company and we had the meals provided so because you, you always have to keep an eye on that don't you mm-hmm. oh that's for sure and how when you're actually competing i remember watching you just shoveling in sweets but people didn't believe me i was like yeah she's eating what are those raspberry laces mm-hmm. because they're just easy carbs aren't they you need to keep your carb level up high don't you during the actual competition mm-hmm. days so what were you eating on competition days at the at the games so definitely most of the time during competition eating is not for pleasure no i just started my day because it was very easy to make without having a kitchen just oatmeal from microwave with protein powder and some banana or peanut butter. It was basically every day. I, I just, at the end of the week, I was just sick of this. It was so hard <laughs> to eat it. I was just, okay, it's last breakfast. You're not going to touch oatmeal for another month. Just eat it. Yeah, get it. You in. got this, exactly. <laughs> you can have a burger tomorrow. <laughs> But actually, it's it's funny as well because everyone just asks me, "Oh, what you gonna eat uh, after the games? Probably burger, pizza, or stuff like that." I'm like, to be honest, I don't feel like food at all because you were just forcing yourself through a whole weekend to just eat anything. You just don't feel hungry. Even. Do you drop weight then when you're not training? Uh, not training. I think this month. Uh, I think this this time I did. Because it was summer, I was here most of the time. It's it just high temperature. I didn't train at all. I saw on your Instagram a lot of beaches. Mm-hmm. It was very hot. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't hungry at all. I was actually uh, afraid that because I'm not training, I'm just going to have uh, so much time to eat and I enjoy myself too much and I'm mm-hmm. going to gain a lot of weight. But actually it was opposite. I wasn't hungry at all. Of course, I, I was eating whatever I want but I didn't really take advantage from this and now I regret (laughs) because I'm back to counting but it's okay so you count macros Mm -hmm. and um how many uh what what what, how many calories are you consuming every day what's your so it's really a change depending of uh part of the season like now it's almost 300 uh, three thousand mm-hmm. like a little bit less mm-hmm. now during the games training it was over uh, three thousand like just a bit over you work hard for it mm-hmm. though yeah 
I bet there's a lot of oatmeal in there, isn't there? <laughs> and some gummy bears as well. Yeah, yeah. They're, they, they're important. So what would you tell uh, the younger Gabriella Migawa, the 16-year-old? What would you tell her if you could talk to her now? I would tell her that everything uh, happens for a reason mm-hmm. and there's a time for everything and you should just stay patient and motivated and everything's going to sort out how, how you want to. Brilliant advice. Thanks, Gabby, for being here with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Smash it at Rogue, please. And I'll see you soon. Thank you. See you. Do my best. Thanks, Gabby. It was a pleasure to chat to you. And well done on your podium finish at Rogue. Coming up in our next episodes, we talk about the redesign of the game season, how it will affect European athletes and how the CrossFit community is growing through Europe. Until then, thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Don't miss the next episode. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Europe is Coming is a programme production and hosted by Vicky McLeod.